Hello, figure fans, and welcome back to another exciting edition of Action Figure Weekly. I am your host, Jerry Damage Cook, former MEWF heavyweight champion, the absolute accountant, and joining me this week, as every week, Dylan Housen, the award-winning Deathmatch Brewmaster. Dylan, how are you this week, sir? Doing good, man. Doing good. I, I figure we'll jump right into. Uh, we had a we had a little little special episode that we dropped this uh, this past weekend. There's a lot of I, I would say blood, sweat, and tears, but it was more or less just uh, lots of me cursing at my computer and <laughs> and waiting for files to initialize and everything. But uh, seems like everything's been really well received, and that was a it was a win that I really needed. So. It's exciting. Uh, If you haven't seen it yet, History of Major Bendy's Year One is live on our YouTube page. Yeah, I was um, very happy with it as well. You know, it... uh, So we'll go ahead and pull back the curtain a little bit on it. Um, I got into the Bendy's whenever they first came out. And, you know, got them in and stuff and was like, man, these are pretty cool. Uh, I think they're really, really well made for what they are. I mean, they're not, you know, there's no articulation and stuff on them, but they're kind of cartoony versions. They're really a throwback, um, which we kind of, in that video, you know, we compare, um, you know, I think it's the first Matt to the Razor Ramon from Series 1 of Bendems. And, you know, they're kind of a cartoony style and stuff the Bendems originally were, and these, you know, definitely follow in that suit. And I, I think if you're a fan of the podcast, you know, the Major Pod Universe, uh, we get all of our favorite characters in here, you know, for the most part. I mean, uh, you're probably never going to see a Stang or Steve Believe. I don't know if you, you know, they would meet the minimums. Uh, yeah. The minimum order used to be a thousand, but I think Canik. Uh, in an interview said that it you know has went down because they've ordered so much from the factory now the factory kind of uh, knows that they're good you know and that they'll also make up a lot on um if you do a sculpt you know they're probably going to do repaints and stuff on it so you're probably going to get more use out of that sculpt later on or the mold you know so um so but yeah so uh, just as a fan of them and stuff, I kind of got into them a lot. And then was in for Series 1, 2, and 3. And then, or, well, Series 1, My World, and Series 2. And then after that, they started the exclusives. And that's when I was like, I don't want to chase down all these different store exclusives. And I mean, because some of those are very pricey. You know, the yeah. Danhausen Pandora's box, the black and white Danhausen, that one's like, you know, almost a... Hundred fifty, two hundred dollar, you know, one easy. <clears throat> and so I was like, "Yeah, I'd just rather get some of them here and there." And then I was kind of debating whether what to do. I sold off a couple of them, uh, and then Starcast happened. <laughs> and at Starcast, uh, I wanted to get Candix's auto autograph. Or I wanted to get him to sign, not his autograph, really. Uh, but I had this uh, Major Pod print signed with the date and stuff on it for Starcast that weekend. And every time I met a major mark, I had him sign it. So I was like, I want Canik to sign it. And I wanted, uh, you know, obviously 
Mark, uh, Matt, and Brian to sign that one as well and stuff. And so I've got it, got it framed over here. I just don't have it hung up yet. But so I wanted Canick to sign it as well. And Canick said, "If you buy a Bendy, I'll sign it." So I was like, "All right." So I picked up the Johnny Gargano. Excellent business move, by the way. Yeah. So picked up uh, the Johnny Gargano one and then brought it home and had it sitting there with the ones I hadn't sold yet and stuff. And then started really looking at them again. And I was like, kind of getting itchy for these. And so I was like, you know what? I was like, maybe it'll be a project where I kind of like long term go after them all, you know, not in a rush for it or anything. And I kind of did slow play it, you know, here and there. I'd pick up one, you know, and kind of work towards it. And then about Christmas time, I just needed like two. And so I was like sitting here looking at them all and stuff. And I was like, man, there is a lot that they have done on these. And I was like, they just released the uh, history of the WCW toy maker, San Francisco toy makers line. And I listened to that and stuff. And I was like, you know, I was like, it'd be awful fun if somebody were to do a history of these Bendy's line. And I was like, well, why don't I do it? You know, why don't we do it as our pod? So, floated the idea by you and you're like yeah that'd be awesome and then uh, the technological part trying to set it up you know took a little bit of work on our part um we record you know obviously we can see each other right now and stuff and right you know but uh adding that third camera in there for the shots of the figures uh, that proved to be uh fun and interesting <laughs> i guess that was that was a couple so, nights of uh of, of us setting stuff up and then like just again, not working right, at yeah. the computer and like, all right, we'll, we'll we'll take twenty four hours and try it again, and finally getting it to work and just diving on it one night. Yeah, and then once it worked, we were like, all right, let's knock it out while I can. Uh, and you know, I was very excited and stuff to get to it too. And I, I've I've watched most of it back now. I haven't got to actually sit down and finish every single bit of it. I think I like like ten minutes or something on it. But um, you know, it is by and far something I'm very proud of. Uh, and I think your editing on it was perfect. I think it, you know, I, turned out really, watching, really well. I'd been watching uh, the Dax Harwood's podcast, uh, FTR with Dax, and I kind of noticed like the way that they were doing like the camera zooms and everything. I'm like, oh, that's Streamyard. That's the same thing we're using. And so I just, you know, that was my first attempt at really just like every time we, you know, switching cameras and like bra, you know, pulling one camera's full screen and back out and stuff. So it's kind of fun playing director with it, and then uh, adding adding the the intro that we we made, you know, like the audio intro made up of like the the wrestler cameos we got, making video that fit, fighting with file types. Uh, I I've been stressing about it for. A, good week just trying to find time to make all the the video editing part of it work get the file done uh it's so anniversary weekend so me and the wife are taking like a brief little trip like 45 minutes out of town and you know we went to go hit a couple breweries and restaurants and everything i i get the file downloading takes an hour and change because it was an hour and 10 minute video file uh, and then get it uploading to YouTube, go through everything. YouTube does the checks. Like, hey, no copyright issues. Like, yeah, we kind of knew. I built the built a thumbnail for it, the whole thing. We're on the ride out there. I'm like, all right. I, I remember sending you the message. Like, I was so excited. Like, it's live. Here we go. 
and then uh, I get the message back that there's no audio. <laughs> and so we are now like we got into the brewery that we're at and I'm sitting and drinking a beer at this brewery and I'm like just violently tapping at my phone trying to find any potential like why it went wrong. Turns out operator error. I downloaded the file wrong. This is me learning video editing on the fly. Downloaded the file with like a misplaced audio input. Get home from our, our whole day trip. <laughs> Sit down, make one tweak, have to wait an hour and a half for the file to download. Check it, it's good. It's another hour and change getting it uploaded to YouTube. Big files take forever. So it was a. Uh, <laughs> You know, like I said, blood, sweat, and tears. There was a lot of, uh, there was, there was a more than one beer chugged sitting here yelling at my computer. Uh, but it coming out and being well received and, you know, even getting mentioned on the, the major pod, getting, uh, getting the, the love from Matt, Brian, Canick. Uh, that's awesome, man. It was, it was surreal. Mm. Cause I mean, that's the podcast that without, without the major pod, we're not doing this right now. We're not. The two of us aren't sitting here talking into microphones. So to be to be given that little rub by them on the pod this week was was pretty damn cool, man. Yeah, I'm pretty you know, and we've kind of watched it over the week, you know, it's still got a while to go to be one of the, you know, uh, most feed videos that we've ever put up because apparently some of those just took off. But uh, but you know, it's definitely videos take off. Apparently, yeah, so we need to do more of those. But Stay tuned to the channel. Yeah, maybe we'll start doing those again. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I think it was really, um, I said, you know, the community feedback has been great. Uh, I've been, you know, pretty pleasantly surprised. Not really surprised, but, you know, happy with um, everything everybody said about it and stuff, you know, and uh, obviously the views, you know, people are watching it and enjoying it. And hopefully, you know, it's kind of evergreen. And uh, as more people get into the line over the course of the year, you know, it'll be a resource for people to go back and watch and be like, oh, okay, and that's where that came from, you know. It and that's what it looks pretty... like and the differences on them and stuff. And it will be an informational, uh, you know, source for people and stuff and for them. And also, I'm interested if there's, I'm sure there's stuff that we missed uh, that I, maybe I don't know. So, you know, I'm interested to learn more and stuff too, is this line. I will tell you, it was it was pretty cool uh, when we posted about it in the major pod group. It's just kind of a little bit of like advertising it out to the people that would, I mean, really the niche that we're after. And uh, somebody comments watching it now, and then posts a picture of their their TV, and see seeing myself on someone else's television was 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 a whole new experience for me. Uh, you know, not just like randomly being at a football game and being on, but like something that we sat and took the time to do just to see myself on someone else's television screen. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty awesome. Somebody's taking the time to watch something that we're doing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, as of recording late Wednesday night, uh, I am back to perfect. I've got the FWF Matt and Brian in now, so I'm back to 100%. And just in time for uh, Friday, the PWTs, um, Matt's Brian and Ghostbusters Matt to drop. So definitely so excited you, to get those. You did watch, 
if, if you watched or listened to the show, uh, there was a point where Jerry's going through the, the checklist and I'm looking down at my phone. I was literally on the major merch site buying bendies. I had, I had a couple, like I've got, if you know, uh, we're not doing video for this one, but right above my shoulder, I've got the Effie in package. I've got a chase gauge on the wall and I've got the Dan Housen with like the silver surfer artwork. And I just, I figured I'll grab a couple just to like the guys that really want. And so I went from three to right now I'm at seven. Uh, here's, you know, I just got four more in the past shit from, from the night we recorded to now, uh, but four more, I've got the new year's evil Dan Housen pre-ordered. I'll, I've got one coming from you. I'm probably going to snag Colt and Gargano here shortly. You got me hooked on the bendies, man. It was a line there that I was go. like, I don't need, I don't Mission need these. And as, we're sitting out, as I'm sitting and watching, you know, the, the, I'm watching it as it's happening. You got me hooked, man. It was an <laughs> excellent marketing tool for major bendies. So now I've got Tan Matt. I've got a loose, uh, Bloody Gage, Dan Housen, and then Brian Pillman. So massive thanks on the the random Lucy Canic. I, I got the uh, the Pillman, which is the one I hoped I would get. I'm gonna just realize I haven't checked off my checklist now. I gotta do that. You gotta check the checklist. Looking for looking for a pen so I can do that. I have a pen somewhere here. Oh well. Uh, yeah, so the checklist, there was one thing I did forget to mention on this checklist, though. Um, I was going to show off the checklist, which is in the back of the calendar. Um, it's got a checklist of every single one released for most of year one. Um, some year two stuff on here. And then there is one that will not be released, an unreleased one. Um, that was a design and will not come out. That is the bloody Ric Flair. So apparently they designed it. And then when it came time to get it made, uh, Conrad and Ric Flair didn't want to do it. They did not want to pay for it. So therefore it which didn't happen. happen. Which sucks because that seems like a home run, <clears throat> uh, you know, slam dunk, grand slam, whatever sports metaphor. Uh, I mean, Rick, if Ric Flair takes two punches in a match, most of his career, he's the crimson mask. So why would you not want the bloody flare? There we are. Now we're checked off. So uh, on this one now, the only ones that I don't have checked off yet are British Bulldog for Series Three. It's British Bulldog, Joey Janela, uh, Gallows, and Anderson. And then this Friday, I'll check off uh, Matt and Brian. They met Brian and Ghostbusters Matt. And then at some point, there is a uh, Ricky Morton coming out. Man, I'm going to have to get Janela. I, I love and the then, official releases of, of a lot of these guys that are. We know also that uh, there is a Tommy Dreamer coming. Excited about Dreamer. Uh, I'm hoping that if, if we get Dreamer, man, fingers crossed. What if series. Let me see. So this was series one, two, three. Four series four is Bulldog, Janela, and uh, the Good Brothers. What mm-hmm. if series five was all ECW guys? Now this is just pure speculation. Rumor that I would love to see it, but what if you had? Okay, because the only reason why you couldn't get somebody realistically um, is that you know if they were under contract for like a legend deal, because I 
some legends deals are open for stuff, you know, depending on how the guys have worked it, but most of them are probably um, kind of locked in to where you can't touch them. You know, so obviously RVD off the table, you know, he's got a legends deal. But then think about all the other ECW guys. Man, for the most part, they don't have a, a deal in place. You know, so I mean, think about like Sabu. That would be awesome. Think about how toyetic that would be. Because awesome. you could do the scars really well and stuff. Oh. I was about to say, if the, the scars would be the big selling point, if you could have yeah. like the raised scars. That's why I'm excited <clears throat> so, about that. Uh, is with, it's, it's changed hands, but the, the six inch scale Sabu we're supposed to get. Was it? It's uh, not Chella. It's, uh, it's not Chella. It's Wrestling Collectors. No, Figure no. Trader. Figure Trader. That was it. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I bought. The, Hopefully uh, that still comes out because I, I really want that Sabu too if it comes out. Um, I hope so, man. I my money is locked but up. But think it, so. about uh, Raven. Raven would be great. That Raven Bendy would be great. Uh, think about Shane Douglas. Yeah, Douglas was one of the you know, and, ones I thought of. And so, I mean, that's an ECW line right there. Boom. Awesome. And they're all, Brian could easily get all those deals done. I mean, that's, none of those guys are outside the ballpark. Sandman. Uh, I mean, you shit, know. He's had all of, uh, almost all those guys on, uh, like, Extreme Conversations. He's worked with FWF even. Indies. I mean, so. He's worked them at FWF. I feel like these are guys that they could get. Yeah, well easily. So, possibility. you know. That's uh, kind of my wish list and stuff. So, we, I mean, Dreamer's the only one confirmed out of that. The others are just me uh, fanboys speculating on who would be cool. And then uh, at the end of the FWF vlog, or not FWF, uh, Live 15 vlog, um, Matt dropped, he'd had a few PBRs, and he dropped that Demolition are coming, Axe and Smash. So... You know, you got to think if you're going old school tag team a little bit, maybe that opens it up to who knows, you know, who's out there and stuff that we could get. I mean, I, I if we're getting demolition, you know, obviously I would be like, oh, man, LOD. But the Bendoms LOD that they made uh, outside of being just a little too small. I thought they were pretty spot on. So I don't know if LOD is something you would tackle. But then again, if they're, you know available to sign for it and stuff i mean maybe you entertain that idea too I mean, so why not you know if, yeah. if you can do it why not that that's a team that would sell yeah so i mean but you know uh seeing how they did effie's jacket i'm very excited for uh you know axe and smash and the you know them to have the the you know spike pads on and stuff i mean you know entrance gear and things probably you know kind of really making really toyetic and then with the face paint so i mean they'll be be pretty cool that'll be one i'm excited to see and stuff too and then you know just i who knows what else we've got uh we know we're getting a, a repainted tyrus you know where's my tyrus bendy well, apparently he's coming out again super bowl so, commercial star yeah tyrus. nba champ who um i didn't i only saw clips i only saw clips from that but it was uh not it was not well received, but it was more the, all the reviews that I saw were bad for Tyrus, not not Matt. Apparently, I, there was nothing. I've, but, I've heard a lot of sentiment that it's like I feel bad for Cardona because I feel yeah. like this guy gets blown up getting his mail. 
And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> you know, you're reading comments like that, and it's like, damn. And that Matt did everything he could to get a good a good match, and the, the match was as good as it was, you know, uh, all due to Matt that. and stuff, because Matt's a pro, so. I, I mean, it's crazy, because, like, he's built such goodwill with these hardcore fans by just, like, doing some of the shit you wouldn't expect an ex-WWE guy to do, like, you know, not just like a little mini tangent here, but EC3 uh, went to No Peace Underground, wrestled one of my favorite deathmatch wrestlers. No Peace Underground is no ring death matches. That is what they do. That is the entirety of that promotion. No ring death. Takes no deathmatch spots, gives two, and dips out. So when Cardona had his, I'm like, I, I'd like to hope he's going to do the right thing here. If you're going to book a deathmatch, do a deathmatch. When Gage popped that first light tube over his head, man, I was I went from like seated on my couch to like two feet from my TV screaming. Holy fuck he did it. Holy fuck he did it. My wife thinks I'm psychotic. But like he went from being like I was always a Zack Ryder guy. When he did that, it put my respect like even higher. Mm. So I mean Cardona has gone from just being like, Oh yeah, Zack Ryder, I like that guy to like he's earned the respect of even some of the like hardcore deathmatch fans. <clears throat> yeah, he has been killing it. He is the indie god for a reason, so Yeah. He's done some, some phenomenal work on the indies. Yeah, so um and outside that, uh Kanik was on Adventures in Collecting. And which is, I, I didn't know that was a podcast, um, but we were talking about it a little bit, you know, off air and stuff. And, you know, apparently it is a, a very big uh, in the, you know, collecting and toy podcast room and stuff. But apparently it's really, really a big deal. Uh, and so I listened to that and I thought he did really, really well. Um, at the end of it, they were just asking questions and they asked if there was any plans to do a, uh, if there's any plans to do a Bendy's ring and Canick's response was that, you know, they can't talk about stuff that may or may not come out. It wasn't a no, which I found pretty interesting. It was, you know, so, Maybe is the answer, I it's guess, a, to that one. Is a, a maybe a soft maybe. Yeah, so you know, I'm definitely excited to kind of see uh, if that happens, and you know, I think it'd be pretty cool if it does, man. Pretty dang cool. Pretty dang cool, man. Damn it, Jerry! You've got me hooked on these bendies. I'm already sitting here thinking about doing a second Effie to have loose. Uh, yeah, you do. Oh, I forgot when I mentioned earlier, I, I snagged the uh, whatnot exclusive uh, Mark Sterling. Oh, yes. Because I needed, so what, what you know, we talked about like, everybody's got their collecting. Rules. Oh, I've got that over here too, yeah. For yeah. this one, I'm basically, there's some guys I'll get one of. Uh, gauge, if they make any gauge, I'm getting it because it's gauge. Uh, Danhausen, I will get any Danhausen I can. I'm not going to extend myself too far. Like right now, yeah, you don't have base. to get the. 
I've you got don't have the, to get the, the Pandoras and stuff. I mean, I think that's... I've got base Danhausen. I got the the Silver Surfer art Danhausen, and I've got New Year's Evil coming. But I don't have to get the, like the the deep variants. I've got Tan Matt. I'm gonna get the uh, the Liger Gear Brian, and then I want that mark because it's it's purple and gold, and I, I'm a fan of the LSU Tigers, purple and gold stuff just pops to me. So I was mm. like, that's perfect. So I'm going to get one mark. That's the mark. Yeah, for my uh, kids, the school they go to, um, which, I mean, it's the same colors, you know, all the way from elementary school all the way up to uh, through high school. And mm. their colors are purple and yellow. You know, so if I have a mark sitting on my desk, I probably will use this one, which I do have a second one on the way, uh, only because on whatnot this past week, <laughs> uh, they advertised it with some kind of like special photo of Mark, and I was like, I don't really need that. It's, just, it's uh, a commemorative um, photo, so I have no clue what it is. I have no clue what it is, but uh, it's on as the way. As soon as I so... saw they were numbered, I started scrolling, and I was like, okay, there's not a number 37, which is my always my go-to, uh, because Kevin Smith Universe mm. and my favorite hockey player, uh, Patrice Bergeron, Bruins represent. Uh, so 37 wasn't an option. So I went straight to 23. And so I snagged number 23. What's funny is like I went to get 23 yeah, like right after that and it wasn't. <laughs> it was me. Like as you did. And I was like, oh, it's somebody, beat you. somebody had the same idea. Uh, so, yeah. So, like, so. I'm an, you know, if, if something's numbered and they <clears> let you pick the number, like my, you know, the brewery I work for, we did, we like a club membership kind of thing. And uh, I was like, well, if I, I asked, I was like, is anything about it going to be numbered? And they said, no. So I was like, well, okay. Because I was going to, if, if you couldn't be number one, I wanted to be 23. And if I could be 23, I wanted to be 37. But nothing is numbered, so it doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Metallica, please don't shut us down. No, it was less. It's not that. Not long enough to be shut down. And we didn't have a voice that sounded okay. identical. Uh, there's a radio show I listened to, and the one of the hosts was making fun of the song Mm-mm-mm by Crash Test Dummies. Mm. But he's got a deep voice, and he sounded vaguely like the guy. So they put his voice on the instrumental and wound up getting a cease and desist from Crash Test Dummies. Hmm. Because they thought that they were uh, uploading an actual version of the MP3 to their SoundCloud. So that's a little fun fact there. There you go. So don't sue us, Metallica. Please, Lars. We're not Napster. We're not Napster. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. I loved you on uh, uh, Stranger Things. Oh, man. Master. I, I have yeah. never had more of my friends that never understood my love of metal message me in my life. Like, I was getting the text for, like, the, you know, I would play, uh, it's soundcheck. I would screw around and play For Whom the Bell Tolls, cause, you know, the iconic bass riff. And so, like, some of the church guys that I was playing with, like, oh, man, I know you care about this. Metallica was on Stranger Things. Like, I know. I marked out. I screamed. Oh, that scene was so bad. Uh, they're making a Funko Pop of that scene. Good. 
I will buy it's, it. Um, I've not bought a Funko Pop in over a year. The last one I bought was uh, Squirrely Dan from Letterkenny because mm. best show ever. But uh, it is. Um, yeah, it's one of the bigger Funko Pops. Like, did you see over Christmas like uh, Home Alone with them on the stairs? Yeah. Oh, um, I got uh, I got one so it's of the something uh, similar to that line, but it's a uh, Eddie. Where and, they're gonna have like the display case? <clears throat> yeah, so it's gonna be it's them on top of the trailer with Eddie playing the guitar, and then the uh, demo bats coming down around them. Well, yeah, I'll have to have that. And it just I I've got it like pinned on there and stuff, and I'm like I kind of don't do the big ones just because they're they're freaking huge but that scene is so badass and i i got but then the, it, it, like the vhs i don't know if i'll one. end up yeah i don't know if i'll end up getting it just because i don't you know uh, i don't know what i would do with it so we'll see i don't but know what i'll do with it either possible. but i'm looking at some spots on my desk where i may be able to like squeeze it in yeah but uh man yeah. I, I got like the the vhs cover for christmas vacation that they did and that's just going to be part cool. of our Christmas. Now, I do have some of that now. size. Uh, I've got the comic ones. I've got a couple, like four or five different comic ones. Now, is this going to be like the size of the ones that are like the album cover or whatever? Like the massive ones? Yes, it'll be kind of like that size. So it'll be I'll bigger have... than like the VHS or like the comic book ones. Oh, shit. I'll have to like hold it in hand and make but a decision. But it's, you know, still pretty, uh, it's still pretty badass though. And that scene was so. I, I, that is, if it's not number one. It's it's on the Mount Rushmore of like television scenes in the past decade or so for me. That was just I, I as soon as as soon as like he you know as soon as he strums the strings on the guitar like early in the season, it's like oh hey my baby and he strums the strings I'm like he's playing that thing in the upside down and it's gonna be epic. And then I'm kind of like. It's like, well, is he going to be, I mean, he's, he's, he's Eddie. Maybe it's Iron Maiden. Maybe it's Metallica. Metallica has been in it a lot. And, uh, as soon as I hear that first, dan, 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 I, I went from like reclined back on my couch to like on the edge of my seat, leaned forward, like, yes, did the, the, the metal head like hands out, like you're receiving the power from the gods and I'm headbanging and. My wife's just laughing at me. But, you know, as, as somebody that's been listening to Metallica since I was... Whew, shit, probably 12, 13. At 30, one of the biggest shows on the planet, playing Metallica. Mm-hmm. Really fun. Yeah, uh, so... That's coming out. What else is dropping? Oh, uh, the McFarlane Dark Knight trilogy figures are coming out, and those. I don't know where the hell I'll display them, but I have uh, to have them. Same. I, I was like, oh, I'll probably get Batman, and then I saw, I was like, oh, I'll get Heath Ledger Joker. That was the catalyst and then it's like for me build a figure Bane, and you're like, where? That was you're the catalyst for me like back Batman. into superheroes. Those movies. That trilogy. Yeah, I was, I was, like, I was I in that like I'm too cool for this stage when the Dark Knight came out and I got brought to see the Dark Knight in theaters. Like I, I, I was staying. Oh no, no, I remember. 
and I got brought to see it, and it changed <clears throat> my freaking life. I went back immediately and bought Begins, and then when The Dark Knight came out, I bought that, and I was at a midnight premiere for Rises. And that was like the catalyst for me, like full bore, going from like the, oh, no, I'm, I'm a <clears throat> punk kid now. I'm too cool for the superhero stuff when I was a kid. To like, oh, Batman can be like a tortured soul and a total badass. And just so we, falling in love with superheroes again. We did not do... Uh, so, Batman Begins, I remember watching it. And we were like, ah, it's okay. And then, of course, The Dark Knight, watching it, loving it. And then, you know, I wanted to do a midnight release for uh, Dark Knight Rises, but we were in Florida for a wedding, and we didn't do the midnight but instead, I remember I stayed off social media until we watched it just because I didn't want anybody to be an asshole. Uh, you know, like Sunil or some shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, anytime a new movie comes out, like I just preemptively uh, block Sunil because not that I think he would, he's hill enough to just do it just for shits and giggles. Yeah, I don't think he. This part. Of I don't think like, he's man, like doing it to be. He's got a limit, and then he'll say certain shit. I'm like, oh no, he's got no limit. If there's something I'm worried about, I will just like temporarily mute. Can pause yeah. this person. <laughs> just until I can watch it, and then after everybody would go back and be like, all right, he's and fine. they're right back. Like he, he goes yeah. right back in. He's not mad. I'm just in the group to protecting me. myself. Yeah, because you know I don't want to be like, you know, Darth Vader was Luke's dad, and you'd be like, oh man, I didn't get to see that yet. What you the know? fuck? Uh, you know, Han Solo dies. What? Ah. So, but anyways, um, I remember we went to IMAX and watched it, The Dark Knight Rises, and it was pretty, pretty kick-ass way to watch it and stuff in that trilogy. So, you know, and these figures are just oh man, McFarlane's stuff. They look incredible. I, I, I tiptoe like, in the McFarlane. Perfect. Um, I see those displays and stuff like. I think he's in the group, and I think his name is Scott Toth. Um, and he has a display. Uh, it's like probably about the size of like back up here behind my head and stuff on my cubes. Um, he's got one. It's just like all the McFarlane. It's not all the Batman because it's not like all the different like multiverse Batman and stuff. But it's all like the you know like all the Robins and you know, the bat family and stuff that they've made, which they have made a ton of those. And every time he posts an updated picture, like every time he adds something to it, he posts another picture and man, it just looks so, so cool. Um, but sadly, you know, my top shelf is kind of spoken for. Maybe not sadly, maybe thankfully, (laughs) you know, um, And Those McFarlane's getting my, expensive, man. If you're trying to catch up now, you're gonna you're gonna. There's just some. It's not so much that they're like. Else. It's not really that they're expensive. Um, it's just the volume of them now that you're trying to catch up on. So, you know, if anybody ever wants to do that, those things are they are amazing figures, really well done, really detailed. Um, but I would recommend, you know, just trying to focus on like one kind of character or something maybe you know obviously if you did like i'm doing superman well they've made a shit ton of superman you know so prepare to have a lot of catching up to do you know but if you're like um you know i kind of want to go after like comic books that i thought was cool when i read and stuff 
you know, like the uh, Death and Return of Superman. They're doing the four Superman right now. Uh, I think they've announced Superboy. Uh, I saw Eradicator today, but I didn't pick him up. And then there's Cyborg Superman. And then they just got to do Steel left. So hopefully he'll come out pretty soon, I'd imagine. So I kind of went through like a similar thing at one point. I I caved and decided I want to do the uh, Marvel Legends uh, Deadpool because I I just you know I, I I loved the movies. I've loved the comics, and that started to get expensive. I, I got <coughs> on some of them. Uh, like I got a loose. They had the two pack of the the uh, the actual ones from the movies, and it was. Deadpool and was it Negasonic was the other one? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I forget yeah, there's the a other pack one of the two pack. But I, I found a site that was selling the the Deadpool complete all the accessories, just the Deadpool. So I got the the one for the movie and then I got a bunch of like the random comic ones. And so it's a small <laughs> shelf on my little divider. Like, yeah, you know, I've got I've got Deadpool in his in his boxers you know i've got the pirate deadpool i've got trainee deadpool i've got a like original comics deadpool but i look back and there's some of them where it's like yeah i'd love to have this figure but i'm not paying that i had um i had most of them before the fire and then afterwards i was like "Ah, i'll pick up one or two here and so i had literally have like i've got pirate deadpool somewhere and then i've got um that two pack with Negasonic, I picked that up too, and I did that on. <laughs> I got that at Target on vacation, and then literally, like we would be at the beach, and I would be like, "All right, I'm gonna take a walk down the beach," and I would have Deadpool in my pocket, and then I would get like far enough away from my family to where my wife couldn't see what I was doing, and I would like pose Deadpool on the beach and like take fake <laughs> photography of him, like <laughs> especially awesome. pirate pirate Deadpool was great for that man. That was so much fun. Uh, pirate, you know, pirate Deadpool on the beach and stuff like that. And then <laughs> once I had pirate Deadpool, uh, I really wanted a, a little chest though. Like he would, you know, like he had found like buried treasure or something. That was the shot that I wanted was that and trying to find like some kind of like little toy chest or something there on vacation. I remember I spent like most of the week and I finally found it like the second to last day or whatever. And got to take that picture of Pirate Deadpool like standing over top of that chest, you know, that he just uncovered. Right. So that was uh that was my little hobby to do. Like, I'm gonna take a walk on the beach. You know, like <laughs> really I just get way down the beach and then be like, ah, figure photography, here we go. So That's amazing. Pirate Deadpool, here you go, buddy. Which I he's over here somewhere, that Pirate Deadpool. I saw him the other day. <clears throat> I forgot that I had it and then I found it in a box and I was like, Oh yeah, I remember doing that. It was funny. So let's see, I'm looking at it. I've got so I've got Pirate Deadpool, I've got the X Men trainee, uh I've got the symbiote Deadpool. Mm. That's a cool uh, one. it's really cool. Do you have the like symbiote stuff like plugged into his back? So I've actually it's one of the it's the only one out of them I've got displayed in the packaging, but I got that black and white Deadpool with like the, the venom face paint and everything because I for figure photography, I pictured Deadpool being part of Bullet Club. Mm. So like it's and at some point I'm gonna hit up like Threadhead and just be like, I need like ten Bullet Club shirts. I'm giving everybody one. 
Cody's getting one, Kenny, the Bucks, you know, AJ, Finn, anybody that's been in Bullet Club is getting a is getting a shirt. And I feel like that black and white Bullet Club Deadpool would be amazing. But uh see so yeah, I've got the, the symbiote one. I've got I think it was one of the I think it was the Juggernaut uh, Build-A-Figure series that it's got all the different guns, the rocket launcher with the boxing glove, uh, Pirate Deadpool, and Pajama Deadpool. So it's only six-ish, and I've probably got two, three hundred dollars on that freaking shelf. Mm. But I, I'm already looking at it again because I kind of want to bolster it a little bit. Yeah, I need to think about... Um, Marvel Legends. That's one that I really got to think about what I'm going to do there. Because I I love Marvel Legends. I've loved them for freaking 20 years. I mean, I remember Series 1 dropping. Mm. You know, and getting those back in the day. Uh, So, you know, they hold a near, near spot to my heart. But at the same point, like, I get some that I think are cool, but I really have no plan for it. Um before the fire I did have MCU going and rocking pretty good um now my brother has all the MCU ones and watching him keep up with them is enough to make me be like uh, I don't know if I want to do that yeah. uh, so you know I do have my uh, my figure for the MCU which is me in the quantum suit from Avengers Endgame so you know that's my Marvel Legends figure um, and that's, you know, I kind of pick up other ones I think are cool, but then it's like, and it's like, right, do I really need this? Like, I've got classic Loki from the Loki TV show. Uh, and again, you know, like, why do I have that? I don't know. But <laughs> it's <clears throat> don't really have a good answer for that. Things. Like you, you, you grab something like, oh, this is great, and then you buy it, and it's like, why the hell do I have this? Uh, I got He Who Remains from Loki also over there. But that's because, you know, like, he's Kenner could be a uh, massive part of the upcoming MCU stuff. So, you know, uh, I did pick up these though. These are pretty kick-ass. Uh, zombie Captain America and Zombie Iron Man, which are badass. Yeah, from the uh, What If cartoon, which is you know it's one of the better cartoons and stuff. So, there is also. Uh, zombie Scarlet Witch, but I don't have her. I didn't pick her up. But I thought it would be fun to have my character fighting off these zombies. So. Arr! So it yeah. was uh, somebody I, I was scrolling through TikTok and I found a video somebody had and it was wrestling figures and then he also had a bunch of the Marvel Legends, but it was these little clips that he had stuck to his wall and it would, you would clip like an arm and a leg and you could actually pose like he had Drew McIntyre, like claymoring somebody uh. Cena do like mid AA, but then he also would have like Superman flying over or like Batman repelling down. And, uh, I'm going to have to do it with command strips because at some point we're going to try to sell this place. And if I were to nail all those clips in, my wife would, uh, probably kill me. But man, like the Marvel Legends are perfect for something like that. Like where you're, mm. you're posing them like in action. You know, have Deadpool diving with the pistols, have like Thor 
hammer up, you know, stuff like that. You know, like, you don't want to be like an arms to the side uh, display guy, but sometimes it's the only thing you can do. Yeah, uh, when you get to a certain number of those and stuff, I think that's kind of how you have to do it. It's, uh, like I said, I, they're just very, very well done, but I've really got to think about what I'm going to do with those long term. I don't know. Uh, it's kind of like my Funkos, you know, like I really don't know <laughs> what I'm doing yeah. with them. Um, I really want to do the inspirational kind of wall. I love that idea, but yeah. um, that means I have to get rid of, or maybe not even get rid of, but like figure out, you know, kind of where I'm going to put some of the other ones that I really do want to keep. So I don't know. And then also I don't have a good answer for, you know, uh, like Ted Lasso and like Michael Scott, you know, like characters that I really like, that, you know, where do I put them? So probably what I'm going to do is just kind of keep it where it is and kind of just keep going that way. But we'll see. It's the, uh, the like pro and con to collecting. There's yeah. times where you, you get rid of stuff to like make space for other stuff. And you have to have those like, did, do I really want this or do I just think it's kind of neat? Yeah. I'm getting ready to hit that spot. Cause I need to, I need to clean up space and then, uh, you know, so I'll probably will do a big, uh, the purge is coming. I just need to get time, you know, where I'm not working to actually sit down here and like really go through it all. And then <clears throat> going to work on some stuff too. I need to, I've had to, my, I am redoing my, my stuff back here pretty drastically. Uh, I was on a conference call a couple weeks ago and uh, sitting there flipping through a notebook and flipped to the page where I had, you know, outlined like all the, um, you know, different cube, cube holes and stuff that I've got back here. <clears throat> and really kind of hammered out kind of what I want to do and stuff with it. And uh, it's radically different from what I've got. So, You know, but and I also realized that if I'm gonna put major bendies back there, I've got to have you know uh, a lot more space than what I had allotted yeah. for it originally. And even then, I worry about running out of space this year for it. You know, having four of these little cubicle, uh, you know, spaces for it and stuff. I'm probably still gonna run out of room for it, so we'll we'll see. That's I don't know what I'll do next year after that, but do I? Uh, that's what I keep running into is I'm looking at, so I've got, um, I, I kind of like reverse engineered, uh, two different target shelves, like bookshelves. I took one of the like standard, like, f you know, six foot bookshelves, uh, took the top half off, laid it sideways and bolted a 12 cube shelving organizer on top of it so it makes just like a big you know big display shelf and i'm looking at you know i've got a jericho i've got macho man i've got retros balor bray wyatt new day and then uh we're talking about it off air i'm doing a, a japan like 
you know, New Japan, All Japan, Mexico, uh, like AAA Lucha Underground, like a Lucha Libre shelf. I've got the Deadpool shelf. I've got a BattleBots shelf. And then I'm like looking around, like everything else is kind of themed, but I need to make space because there's so many, like, like my Lucha Libre shelf, I'm already looking at like five or six pre-orders that I want. It's like multiple Pentas, multiple Phoenix. And so I've got to kind of configure like what the hell I'm going to do with some of these. So it's the, uh, the joys of collecting, I guess, you know, constantly finding space. Mhm. Yeah. Um you know, I don't know what I'm going to do on some stuff. I've got to figure that out. But it's part of it, you know. It's a fun part of it. So Yeah, yeah I guess we can end on this too. Um <clears throat> I think I mentioned it last week um that there's a local convention coming up. Right, And so, you know, I've been trying to kind of plan out, you know, what I'm going to go for and, you know, kind of plan it out, you know, this is what I'm getting for this and stuff. And I'm still trying to hammer, hammer down which SpongeBob I want to get uh, and then also which uh, Jane Silent Bob. And then <clears throat> um, I walked into GameStop and they had the G.I. Joe Sergeant Slaughter Funko Pop. And I just wanted that in general, just because I, I, you know, grew up in the 80s. Uh, so I love Sergeant Slaughter. And so I, I had it on my list to get the G.I. Joe one and then also to get the W.E. one. Go back and get it. Because I don't think he's too expensive. And then I was like, man, I was like, you know what would be awesome is if he were to come to that convention that I'm going to and I could get this one signed. And then I could go track down the other one. And then sure enough... Today, guess who they announced? Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter. It's figure fate, man. So uh, I will meet him, and I hope that <laughs> I Sarge is one of the ones that I, I don't think it's him per se. <clears throat> I think it is uh, like whoever brings him into some of these wrestling conventions and stuff. But his prizes are kind of uh, really inconsistent and stuff and like I said I don't think it's him I think it's his handler but of course to most fans he you know it's the same it might as well be Sarge himself doing it right I mean for all I know he's the one who you know the guy says I'm gonna charge 50 bucks for this and he's like okay you know I I don't know the workings of that deal and stuff or you know how it works out and things but but I do know that people have talked about it on the especially in the group and stuff before uh, recently and they compare prices and you're like, oh, I met him here and this is how much he was. And, you know, not like, you know, obviously five years ago, the price would be different than it is today. But even within the last like year, like prices were just all over the place and stuff. So I think it's kind of he's one of these guys. He comes in for a fee and then, you know, the promoter charges kind of, you know, X amount based on their stuff. And, you know, it's kind of all over the place. So. <clears throat> hopefully it's not too bad but we'll see I definitely have a limit as to how much I would pay <laughs> to get these done I really want them uh, but I'm also getting you know Jane Silent Bob and Spongebob that sign, you know that day so uh, you know I'm I'd be balling on a budget for that one probably 
where you know I yeah. could afford more, but I but I'm still going to cut myself off. So if he comes out, you know, like a hundred bucks. Eh, sorry, Sarge, I love you, but you know, you pricing yourself out of the market at that point, buddy. I mean, you got Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, I'm gonna have both, and I'm gonna have SpongeBob with them too. So how about that? I really hope, man. <sighs> I, kicking myself for not doing it now, like in hindsight. Um, but Giancarlo Esposito was there last mm. year, and man, oh, really wish I would have got his like him to sign a Funko Pop. That would have been like him to sign like Moff Gideon or something would have been pretty pretty damn cool. But you know, one of uh... I really hadn't decided to go that route yet at that point in stuff last year. Uh, so. One of uh, one of my big regrets was my sister went to Comic Con one year, and I almost went. I almost just said I'll hop in the car and ride with. But I trusted her to actually get me the autograph that I wanted, and she failed me. But it was uh, the cast of Comic Book Men, so mm-hmm. it was. Uh, I think the only one that didn't go was Walt, but there was. But they had Bry Ming and and Mike Zapsick, and uh, Brian Johnson's one of my favorite people on the planet uh big tell him steve dave fan and so i was just like if if you if, if you do nothing else for me if you if you if you bring me back nothing get brian johnson to sign fucking something and uh she didn't do that bought me like a bunch of other random shit that i didn't want <laughs> but uh it's one of those big regrets because now, like those guys, don't really go to cons as much. I'm no, not nearly as much as they used Jersey to. to uh, I'll have to go to New Jersey to to shake Brian Johnson's hand and be like, "Hey, man, I've worked retail. I now understand your entire like. I now understand the Randall character, one hundred percent. These jobs would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers." And so, uh, you know, like I at some point I. I bucket list shake kevin smith's hand tell him thank you for all the you know all the laughs all the the tears the, the everything you know mm-hmm. but uh but yeah that was one of those big regrets i should have gone to that comic-con got to uh meet the, the cast of comic book man love that show still yeah so you know, I'm uh, pretty excited about it and stuff, so we'll see. Like I said, that, that's literally figure fate, getting that one and then seeing that he's going to be literally there. Literally so. figure fate. We, so uh, we'll we, see. Um, we talked about it uh, earlier when, we, when you brought the Sarge stuff up. Every now and again, like the wrestling gods smile down. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when we were still doing the figure fed podcast, I, I think it was uh, we were sitting around after an episode and you had sent in, it's like, hey, Somebody had made like the little, you know, it's like the picture, like the two pictures with like the the text above. And it said, now that Samoa Joe is under an AEW contract and Minoru Suzuki is working Ring of Honor, and wouldn't it be neat if these guys could wrestle each other? And I'm freaking the hell out because that's 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 dream match for me. And I'm like, man, it, it, I would buy that pay per view in a second. Well, then, you know, I wake up in the uh, the middle of the night, go hit the bathroom. I'm, I'm checking my phone and they have made it official that that like before I'd gone to bed. 
and I missed it. But Samoa Joe and Minoru Suzuki were going to have a match at the AEW show I was going to in New Orleans. And I Suzuki was like top of the bucket list, one of the wrestlers I wanted to see before I die or he retires. And I got to see him an hour from, from home in Louisiana. We don't get shit like that. Every now and again, like, the the wrestling gods smile down. So it was just that, like, I remember having the conversation, like, man, that would be so cool if that match happened. I'll buy that pay-per-view in a second. Oh, wait, the tickets that I've already paid for, I get to see it. Holy shit. Wrestling is, uh, wrestling's cool like that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's a good, positive place to kind of end it. Yeah, yeah. So, signing off for this week, I am Jerry Damage Cook. He's Dylan Housen saying, see you next week. Snoozy boochies. <laughs>